Welcome to the FinTech Combine. I am your host, Chris Kovacs, founder and CEO of Constellation Digital Partners. And this is the series where we talk with and about community financial institutions, their integration of business and digital transformation technologies, the use of fintechs, and we mix it with just a little bit of tough love. In this episode, we'll be speaking to Dan Rosive, who is the Chief Information Officer at Everwise Credit Union in South Bend, Indiana, about the difference between digital transformation and business transformation and how a credit union balances the need to do both. So if you're ready, let's suit up and get out on the field. Dan, welcome to the FinTech Combine. I'm super excited to have you here. Why don't you tell us, start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your background in credit unions? Sure. So um, my name is Dan Receive. I've been with um, Everwise, uh, formerly Teachers Credit Union, for just over 12 years. Um, had background in um, IT and um, had a, a series of other responsibilities throughout the years, including um, you know marketing and operations. So um I've been around the credit union space for a while and um, had my hands in quite a bit of, um, you know, what it takes to run a credit union. So in part of running a credit union, how important is it to uh, really focus on that business and digital transformation? And is that becoming an increasing part of the the type of projects you're working at the credit union? So I, I think what I've seen in my career has been this evolution where, um, you know, digital was like this um, fire hose that we thought like, um, you know, well, we'll just take everything we do and we'll just make it digital. So you figure out, you know, okay, well, we have checking accounts. We'll just make those digital. And, and well, what's that mean? Well, that means people can see their checking accounts online instead of having a check register. Um, and this idea that the business held so tightly onto the ideas that it's had forever about how to be a financial institution um, that it was, well, we'll just sprinkle some digital on top of stuff and um, make everything better. Um, I think in the most um, most recent past, you've seen a real um, kind of awakening from the idea that what we actually need to do is transform how we do business and that digital is an enabler of changing how we do business. So um, I think the two are, you know, you know, I think it's impossible to separate the two. Uh, business transformation and digital transformation, but they are distinctly different. And um, I think if you're only doing one, um, you're only doing 50% of the work. Um, And the real value is when those two digital transformation and business transformation uh, feed into each other and can really kind of create a flywheel effect of, um, you know, accelerating the business. If I'm an executive in a credit union, how do I know that maybe I'm oversampling on the digital and not doing enough of the business transformation? Is there Are there some telltale signs or conversations that occur that could tell an executive, maybe I'm maybe I'm not playing this to the full depth that I should be? Yeah. So that's a great question. And, it, and I think um, where we start is when you sit down and look at um, when you're coming up with your strategic plan, um, when you're, when you're analyzing um, the market and comparing uh, benchmarking against what's going on in the industry. Um, are you just trying to figure out how to take the things that you do today and make them better? Or are you spending enough time figuring out how you're going to do new things that you haven't even thought of? Um, how are we going to 
um, you know, invent the next iPhone. Nobody knew, knew they needed an iPhone until somebody invented the iPhone. Um, but, you know, there's there's so much um, bread and butter to our industry around, you know, checking products and account products. And, and we come up with fancy names and think that, well, you know, this credit union's ultimate checking is totally different than this credit union's, you know, super checking. And, and they're largely the same products, right? There's very little differentiation. So um, I think it's important to focus on business transformation is, um, well, let's think about how we're going to just operate differently. Um, yes, digital is going to be, um, has to be a part of that strategy. Um, but then you can spend time thinking about how you want to digitally transform um, the things that you're already doing, because that's also a critical component. You know, you can't offer products and services and tell your members, uh, you know, the only way you can uh, open that product is from eight, nine to five, uh, come down to your local branch and, you know, we're happy to open that for you. That um, if if that's still the model that you're operating under, um, you know, relevancy is going to be a, a strong issue for you in the future. But um, like I said, if you're not having both those conversations, then I think you got to ask yourself, um, you're probably over-indexed on one or the other. Are there examples of projects where you've seen it perhaps start on digital and then leave the business transformation that should follow that's been left on the table or not been advanced? Sure. I think, uh, to be honest with you, I think mobile and online banking is a perfect example um, of these types of things where, um, you know, business said, well, you know, everybody's got an app. So we, we you know, well, we should have an app. Um and what you did was you just took the equivalent of what, uh, you know, customers could do. Well, we used to be able to get our account balances by calling, you know, picking up the phone and dialing a touchstone thing. And now somebody reads it to us. And and now we have an app. And, and instead of calling the phone, we can launch the app and it shows us our, shows us our balances. Um, well, that's fine. But you've just kind of replaced, you know, one delivery channel with the delivery channel that's um, the same. But you haven't really changed how. Um, people are engaging. You haven't created a space where people are going there for a new reason. Um, so, you know, and to be honest with you, phone banking was a lot cheaper than mobile and online banking. So if if that's all you're, you're looking to do is show your balances to people, you should just convince people about the brilliance of telephone banking. Um, but But business transformation comes when you say, well, we have this new digital channel. We have this mobile and online banking platform. Um, how can we interact or provide different services to our customers in a value-added way that makes them want to come here um, for reasons other than why they used to, right? You know, how do we get um, somebody to say, hey, you know, actually, I'm about to make a large financial decision in my life. Um, I better fire up that Everwise app um, and, you know, get some get some sage advice on on how to proceed with this next step because, you know, they they think to go there, Um and, and we have to get out of the space of just being something that people go, well, I want to buy Starbucks this morning. Let me fire the, up the app and just make sure I've got the $7 in there for my Starbucks. Um, so I think that's a great example of where, you know, some digital transformation occurs. You have um, this idea, well, people want to be able to do stuff on their phone. So let's create them an app so um, they can do what they've always done just in a new way. Um, mm. And uh, I think for those who look at their mobile and online app is just, um, another way of conveying information about your accounts and balances uh, to your customers. You're, you're leaving a lot on the table. In that situation, how do you as a credit union leader prioritize the opportunities for business transformation 
and plug those into digital, right? Because everybody can't go at once, right? So how right. do you, how do you as a leader help set the priority for how you're going to achieve that? Well, you know, I think that uh, the first part of my answer to your question would be um, the organization has to start having a digital mindset, right? It has to be this idea that when we do something, we're going to do it digitally. It doesn't mean that you're going to um, not have branches. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have people. Um, but it does mean that you have to start thinking about um, any project that you undertake as being digitally native um, and, you know, having an analog parity if you decide to do that. Um, but but really, it's about making sure that the business um, has a clear strategy and that there's alignment around the needs of both the organization and, more importantly, the customer. Uh, I think too often we we forget that we're not the customer, right? We're not the people that we're, we're building these tools and we're building these solutions for. So uh, I'm a firm believer in making sure that you have a proper understanding of, of what your customers want. That's done through focus groups, that's done through surveying, that's done through market research, um, all of the above. But um, I think you have to take what your members are telling you that they need. Um, and I think you have to pair that with what the business says that it needs. And you sit down and you see uh, where you have... Um, you know, overlap where you have contradictions. Um, and then the business needs to set priorities around what it wants to achieve and what it wants to do. And then you're deploying um, the resources, you know, both financial, um, human, uh, human capital against the projects and initiatives that are prioritized based upon the needs of the business and the needs of the consumer. Um, we've spent too much time in this space where people go, Oh well, the the you know the CIO they they're in charge of computers and stuff, so they should just set digital strategy. Um, you know that that's the tail wagging the dog too much. Um, the idea is that um, digital is a mindset, and digital should be at the service um, of the business and and building truly compelling and engaging member experiences um, through digital transformation. But um, digital transformation is not um, shouldn't be the driver. The business is in the driver's seat. And um, digital is a, is a tool to help deliver on those um, goals and objectives. So I think, um, I think the other piece that people often confuse is this idea that, um, well, if we, um, if we buy something off the shelf, right, we can just go buy digital. Um, we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll look at the emails, we'll look at the spam emails that we get and um, <laughs> we'll pick out the vendors that have neat stuff um, and that'll just make us digital. Um, the problem with that is that, you know, there's an endless supply of people trying to sell you, um, you know, some kind of product and service and some digital enhancement. Um, but if it's not aligned with your market, if it's not aligned with your customers, um, you can actually just create, um, a user experience that's complex or, um, confusing and not delivering value. Um, our members have demonstrated to us time and time again that, um, simple, enjoyable user experiences are going to trump sophisticated, feature-rich um, all day long. So, um, you know, that that's just come from the school of hard knocks and learning, you know, what we think, well, this is magnificent, this is super cool, and then you roll it out and, um, you know, your members tell you, we don't know how to use this. So it might be really cool, but, um, right. you know, we're not going to spend the hour that you think we should spend to figure it out. So um, leading with um, member needs, business needs, and focused on user-centered design, an idea that you're going to, when you're completing digital transformation in service of the business, 
um, that you're doing it with the end user at the center of that philosophy, right? Everwise is a large credit union, right? You're $5 billion today. We're knocking on the door of $5 billion. We just crossed last week. There you go. Oh, there you go. It's perfect timing then. So congratulations. Do you centralize business and digital transformation into a single business unit, or is it an expectation of all of your operational units? Yeah, it's a great question. Again, um, you know, I think if you rewound uh, to the beginning of my career at Everwise, um, you know, you could probably say it was compartmentalized in a department um, and organizationally. I think it was just easy to say, um, oh, well, your CIO or your chief digital officer, right? You know, um, they'll they'll worry about digital. Um, but, but in today's game, um, I mean, everything's digital, right? I mean, you, you're, you order your happy meals at McDonald's on, through an app, right? You're doing, um, all those pieces. Um, so digital's table stakes, digital's not, um, you know, this thing that you, you can kind of do. So, um, at, at Everwise, digital is something that, um, all of our businesses, um, have to and do think about when they're talking about how they're growing their business and how they're doing those various different pieces. Um, I think my role is to make sure that there's, um, you know, efficiency and coordination in those efforts to make sure that, um, you know, that what we're doing in one area can either scale across the enterprise or um, it can be integrated with the enterprise uh, to ensure, you know, that we get the the efficiencies and scales. And um, But, but ultimately, um, you know, when you're hiring and you're building um, out departments and leaders of teams, um, you you got to have people that are digitally focused and digital mindset. Um, ideally, they're already going to know their business. Um, they're going to know the business that we do. But if they're not um, embracing and you know um, and and bringing digital to the forefront in what they do and their product roadmaps and everything else, um, you know that's going to create a lot of conflict in the organization and probably a lot of disconnect between. Um, what the customers are looking for and and what you're offering. Um, you know, customers in today's landscape, I mean, they're just inundated with digital product and services, even in the financial services space. So as the financial services space has become so fragmented, um, you know, consumers are voting with user experience and there's players that we're now competing with in spaces that you would have never thought, you know, Starbucks being in the payment space. Um, mm-hmm. You can go to a Starbucks and see everybody's paying with the app, Right. Well, guess what? Starbucks is in the payment space now. Um, so as a financial institution, the idea that, um, you know, you can be at the top um, on in every one of those channels is is a, is a daunting task because um, mm-hmm. you're competing with the Starbucks and the Apples and the Amazons and the Whole Foods. Um, and they're not trying to win in all the categories right now. Right. But um, but they are certainly making their presence felt in individual components um, of that financial services space. And um, the impact is undeniable. So if if as a financial services, um, a financial institution, you're not thinking about digital in every aspect of your business, well, you got people um, in, you know, sectors outside of our own that are thinking about um, how to make, you know, their financial interactions with their members digital. So, um, you know, that that would not be a good place to be, I don't think. I propose, and this may hit the cutting room floor, right? But I propose that the reason why everybody's using the Starbucks app now is because it's the one payment methodology where they don't spin the little screen around and they're like, so um, it's going to ask you some questions, right? Because yeah. the app already does that, right? <laughs> so, um, well, and and it's, it's funny that you say that because, um, you know, I mentioned a little bit ago, 
um, about you know creating enjoyable user experiences. Um, and I think we have a bit of a wave coming on some of that that the spinning of the um, screen um, that is you know you know is is anywhere anymore. Um, you know, while I understand the purpose, um, I do think it's creating an um, a, a user experience that is less than ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, and to your point, I think consumers, um, even in ways that we can figure out to avoid it, whether it's ordered in the app, you know, whatever, um, so you're not stuck in that that situation. Um, consumers find a way around, um, you know, situations and user experiences that they don't like. So um, I, I think... I think your example is actually just a real small microcosm of the idea that if you don't have good user experiences in the digital realm um, in how you're serving your your customers, they'll either find somebody that does provide a good one or they'll just not use it. They'll tailor it to their own needs, right? That's the whole, that's the whole concept. They'll, they'll, so many times, many times your user, your customer, your member may understand your solution, may understand your services better than some of your employees, right? And they know exactly how to use it to do, to achieve what they want to be able to do. But that does require good digital design, good user practices and everything else to be able to do that. You For talked sure. a little bit about um the the vendors who just show up in every email you know every morning you come in there's six people wanting to sell you something right yeah. how do you how do, and, and there's a lot of demands on the team to make those digital and business transformations or those enhancements how do you future proof the decisions you make so that you're not going through and saying you know what i got to go back to the beginning and spin that plate again and i've got to start to move back to the next one to go go through everything i've already done 5 years from now yeah uh, you know, I think you have to start with the end in mind. Um, and and I'm not trying to be cliche, but it's this idea that if you really understand your customer and you really understand the needs that you're trying to meet, you're building those journey maps and you're saying, look, look at the end. Um, this is what we want it to look like. And this is what this is the products and services, and the needs we want to meet for them. Um, you know, when those emails come in and everything, um, obviously they must work. I mean, otherwise people wouldn't send them all the time. So somebody's reading them, somebody's buying them. Um but, you know, I always look at it as a, um, you know, hey, we've clearly, um, you know, to, to borrow a phrase from Brene Brown, you know, we've uh, we painted done. We know what the end looks like. So uh, when somebody's got something to sell me, if I think it can help me and, you know, my colleagues get to the end, then maybe I'm interested. If it can help my members get to the end state of what we're trying to do for them and the, the, the needs we're trying to support. Yeah, then let's have a conversation and see, you know, see what's there. But um, the rest of it's just distractions. And that's the problem is, is when you take your eye off the end, because somebody shows you something cool, um, there's a lot of really cool stuff out there. I mean, this is not this is not an indictment of fact that people aren't making stuff that's really cool. Um, but as a business, you got to be focused on, you know, what your niche is going to be and what you're going to deliver um, and the needs that you're going to meet for your consumers. Um, and if something answers, you know, something arrives in your inbox I mean, it's shiny and super cool, but it's it's not on that journey and it's not helping you, um, you know, get to that end. Um, then you got to file it away in the bucket of, you know, maybe later, maybe some other problem um, it can help me solve. How do you balance the uh, the adoption of new technical services and ultimately the needs to deliver high quality user experiences to the member? Most people don't enjoy change when they don't see the value, right, that comes out of it. Um and I think we confuse ourselves sometimes in saying, um, right, well, well, they'll uh, they'll get it eventually. Well, I think a successful 
digital implementation or a successful business transformation for that matter um, is something that when the consumers first inter- encounter the change, um, the values almost inherently, you know, um, communicated to them. Well, I don't like this, but I see why they did this. And, and this makes some sense. Um, I think too often we say, well, we made this change because we know what's, you know, what's best. Um, well, if that's not clearly communicated, then I think you have to question whether or not you were successful in the delivery of what you were trying to do. Um, I think the other um, big step that we have to do um, in order to deliver things in a way um, that are received and, and well thought out is we have to stop looking at everything like financial services have forever. And maybe it's because, you know, everything grew up in this batch model world where, you know, we build things up into these gigantic waterfall projects and, you know, d- you know, you plan for three years and then you deliver something um, is this idea that continuous improvement, right? Like um, let, let's make, let's make measurable change, but stuff that we can roll out in, um, you know, bite-sized pieces for people that they can see the change go, Oh, that's neat. I like that. Um, and, you know, over the course of a year or 18 months, um, uh, things have changed in a way that's better for them, but they don't feel like it's some, you know, magnificent change. Let's get away from this idea that mm-hmm. every five years we rip and replace and, you know, give them a whole new experience and a whole new, because um, it's disruptive for everyone. It's disruptive for the consumer. It's disruptive for the financial institution. Um, it's disruptive for the service partners and the third parties that you you work with. Um, so I really think the mindset has to get shifted to this idea, like I said, that, you um, you know, digital is just what we do. And when we think of when a member tells us a pain point and says, you know, oh, I really don't understand why it's like this. You you focus group it, you figure out if that makes some sense. Is there some real, you know, um, is this a one off or is this actually um, something that a pain point for a lot of members? And if it is, then go fix it mm-hmm. um, and make sure that that end game that you're you're looking for, um, you know, has cycles built into it. Because there's going to be a couple of times when you're going to take a couple steps back and you're going to loop you're going to loop at a particular part because you rolled it out. And it's not exactly the way um, it needed to be done, um, but get it to where it needs to be um, before you move on. Cause um, you know, you don't want to end up in a spot where you built up, you know, a half dozen different pain points and then um, well, we'll fix it in the next release. Um, so I, I'm just a big fan of the idea that, uh, you know, you got to listen to your customers, you got to listen to your members and you got to find out um you know, what do they not like about the user experience? What do they not like about the limitations of the services? And then, um, you know, stop and ask yourself. And, you know, you asked for some examples um, and, you know, I'll, I'll um, raise my hand and be vulnerable from a, an ever-wise uh, inside baseball. But, you know, I mean, it's one of these things where, um, you know, decisions get made sometimes um, and you you roll forward with them. And, when somebody questions the decision later down the road, you don't even really know why the decision was made or how it was made. Um, but there's some sense of like, well, that's what we did. So there's got to be good reason behind it. And, um, you know, as we've been digitally transforming some of our, um, you know, existing products and services, um, you know, members have come to us and said, well, I, I, it feels like some of these limits that you have, um, you know, when I want to open a product seem, um, you know, small or inadequate or, um, you know, whatever their the terminology that they were using, but you 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 circle your team um, and you say, okay, well, I'm sure we put these in for a good reason. Um, people, everybody's looking around the table, going, I don't know. <laughs> well, so can we fix it and and make the members happy? And you go around the room, and nobody has a reason why you can't. Um, yeah. So you know, some of those things, it's just um, they're taken as um, 
you know, that, well, there had to have been some strong reason, but um, what the member needs and what the member wants should always um, restart those loops of let's look back at what we did and make sure and understand the decisions that led us to get to that point and make sure that they're still valid today. Yeah, we, we used to have a concept at Coastal that if the people sitting around the senior management table couldn't explain why the rule was there, we needed we then needed to defend keeping it. <laughs> yeah, I love that concept. You know, it's um, and 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 even it doesn't have to be a, an indictment of, um, you know, no. management decisions of the past. But, um, you know, rules and policies and stuff exist and sometimes in, um, at, at a point in time when they're necessary. But if you find yourself at a point in time when they're not. Um, let's get rid of them and, and transforming business should not always be about, um, you know, figuring out how to do what you do now better. Sometimes you stop doing things, right. Mm. There's there's no point in doing that anymore. Um, elegance through deletion. One of my favorite concepts, (laughs) you know, absolutely. And I think we struggle with it as an industry. I mean, it's this idea, like I, I referenced telephone banking at the beginning. Um, you know, when I started, um, 12 years ago, I came in, it was my first day, thought I knew everything. Um, and said, telephone banking, yeah, we're going to shut that down. I mean, that's that's crazy. People can't possibly need that. Um, you know, we still filled a million calls a year um, into our telephone banking platform. Um, it's amazing. It is amazing. And it's this idea of, um, you know, do you spend time optimizing it? Do you figure out how to, you know, transfer people off of those services? But um, it does seem a lot like we don't really ever delete delivery channels. We just add to and optimize. So, um, I think there's a lot of truth to your statement around elegance can oftentimes be achieved through deletion. So mm-hmm. you mentioned coming into the credit union as a young pup, thinking you knew everything, right? Mm. Um, one of the key concepts uh, for the FinTech Combine is we want to talk to that next generation of credit union leaders. What would you say to them about learning this value of looking at your business, understanding digital uh, applications, but also the business implications that need to change with it. Yeah. So, you know, I used to, um, back when I had less gray hair, I used to always talk about how I love the value of new employees because they came in with kind of like a fresh set of eyes, right. And they could ask, well, why do we do it that way? Um, you know, and it led to a lot of the conversations of, you know, well, here's a good reason, or actually we don't have a great reason. Um, but, but as I've gained my um, experience and gray hairs to show for it, um, what I've realized is, well, that's really just a representative of somebody who wasn't an employee. They're becoming an employee, but they've been a user. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I really am preaching that idea that you got to understand the customer, you got to understand the customer needs um, and figure out where it's at, because that's the that's the value. You're not building these things um, for, for ourselves. Um, we know the business too well. And I think even when you build, you know, journeys and user experiences, when we build them sometimes, and I'm not even talking about there's there's a chasm between, you know, designs that are built by engineers and designs that are built by designers, right? I mean, there's the difference you can tell. Um, I'm talking more specifically about designs that are built by designers um, with or without, um, you know, like a user center focus without mm-hmm. actually getting the voice of the customer in there because, um, you know, that's where the insights are. I mean, people come in all... And you can grab somebody off the street that's a member and say, you know, well, hey, what do you not like about, you know, our online account opening um, process? And they're going to have six, eight things right off the top of your head. They go, well, I don't understand why I have to scan a copy of my driver's license, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I mean, we just take that to be, well, I guess you have to. Well, you know what? You don't have to. There are, in fact, solutions out there that can make it so you don't have to have. We can identify, we can do the KYC stuff 
um, you know, on the backside and get positive member identification without making them upload copies of their driver's licenses. But well, we've always done it that way. Um, but when you have a member tell you that's stupid and I really don't like it. And when I get to the point where I got to go get my wallet and I get my card out and then I got to try to take a picture with my phone, it's disruptive for me. Well, you've got a great, great indicator from people who, you know, you want using your products, why they're not using them. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Very much so. Dan, I'd like to thank you for taking the time and chatting with us today. I think it was a fabulous discussion. Is there anything else you wanted to share with our uh, audience? You know, I would just leave um, on the note that um, I think transformation is, um, it's hard. It's a lot easier to sit here and say, um, you know, well, things are great, but um, there's a whole lot of cliche lines, you know, you could pull out and and stories we've all heard about, you know, the Kodaks and everything else, but right, the um, blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, blockbuster, right. Um, you know, but um, so I'm not going with this like innovate or die because I don't think innovation should ever be done for the sake of innovation. Um, but I do think transforming yourself before your head, you know, before you have to. Um, COVID taught us all a lesson uh, in business transformation, right? This idea that, hey, you know what? Turns out people can work from home and they can be productive. Um, is it different? Sure, of course it's different. But, um, you know, it, COVID showed us that um, forced us to transform. Well, I just think it's a novel idea that if you plan to transform yourself, um, right, then you can be in a space where you're kind of in the driver's seat and you're figuring that stuff out rather than um, when transformation is forced upon you because either market conditions change or, um, you know, something happens on a, on a macro level. Um, and now you're struggling to transform because you're just trying to stay relevant. So um, I think transformation should be, um, it shouldn't be looked at as a bad word. I think transformation be, should be looked at um just like, you know, every financial institution has got an asset and liability committee. They got a risk committee. Um, you know, I, th I think they should have a business transformation and digital transformation centers of excellence um, where you're constantly sitting there going, high five, good job on what we did last week. But we're today's a new week and we're starting over. What can we transform today? Let's run it back and do it again. That's exactly right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Dan, thank you very much. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um a great again great lessons for 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 the group here really appreciate your time buddy thank you no absolutely um i appreciate you guys having me so thanks thank you dan for a great episode remember everybody like and subscribe on your platform of choice and don't forget to join our discord server to keep the conversation going on thank you for coming today we will see you next time <laughs>